from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. You really had to think about who African-American artists might be. Also, I asked them, they don't know any Eskimo artists either. Hmm. So what I'm trying to do is draw attention to the lack of uh, education about the African-American visual artists. And number two is you have to champion that artist, not only uh, by their art, but almost shame your friends into, you don't have a Lonnie Powell, you don't have a Dean Mitchell Bowe. I'm Sarah Fenske. A new show opened at the Quincy Arts Center last week. It's called The Other Room, and it features African-American artists that curator Robert Powell believes you should know and collect. Robert Powell is based in St. Louis. He's an artist and educator best known for launching the Portfolio Gallery and Education Center in 1989, which had a long run in Grand Center. And he joins us today to discuss this new show in Quincy. Robert Powell, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, Robert, in your curator's statement for this new show, The Other Room, you write that you're asking exhibit viewers to name five African-American visual artists as well-known as Picasso, Dolly, and Monet. Has anyone you've asked this question to ever been able to come up with five? Uh, certainly uh, they have, and thank you for the opportunity to be here uh, with you. Uh some have attempted to name artists uh, to answer that question, but it, the question was really meant to give thought that you really had to think about who African-American artists might be. Also, uh, you know, the, the caveat that I present when I do that, I ask them, they don't know any Eskimo artists either. Hmm. So what I'm trying to do is draw attention to the lack of uh, education about the African-American visual artists. You could name maybe five, six, but the question also asks, so when you go to Tucumcari, New Mexico, and you mention this person's name, they too will know about them nationally known, reputation good. And I dare say that no more people will name those ones that I listed there, you know, uh, Da Vinci, Monet, Dolly, those artists, than they will name African-American artists. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're right about that. And, and this is something that you have worked for decades to try to change. Do you feel like um, your work on this um, is seeing new possibilities now that it seems like major museums are, are paying attention and uh, so many galleries are, are trying to get on, on, in on this. this. This passion project of yours is not just yours anymore. Oh, for, for sure. There have been uh, a number of museums as well as, you know, galleries 
the art center being one of them that are reaching out to try to diversify the artists that they exhibit. Mm-hmm. Um, we also give an art show, all-female art show, and I challenge people all the time, so name me some female artists. Who might they be? Mm-hmm. You know, Same kind of scenario. Uh, there's no attention. So the other room is, you know, a description of our direction giver, provider. Look in the other room sometime for those things that you are saying you can't uh, find, you don't know exists. Uh, It's been there all along. So the artists that you chose to feature in the other room, you say these are artists we should know and we should collect. Who are some of these artists? Well, we have uh, two textile artists in the show, Sandra Smith from Silver Springs, Maryland, and Ed Johnetta Miller from uh, Hartford, Connecticut. Both are award-winning artists who started out at an early age being creative and moving forward, uh, having some successes. But again, they're in Connecticut and Silver Springs, uh, Maryland. I doubt that most people would know them here in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they create very colorful quilts uh, that, you know, just take your breath away. They're bright in color and very vibrant and uh, tell stories. You know, artists tell stories. Mm-hmm. Sandra Smith's uh, Rivers, the Rivers, a very patterned design uh, that gives you an example or an idea of a river flowing. So, Artists don't create in a vacuum. They create uh, telling stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Mitchell, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Dean. Dean was once called by Michael Kimberman of the New York Times a modern-day uh, Vermeer. Mm-hmm. So he is uh, a young man that uh, is blessed to be able to create in a variety of disciplines, most often in watercolor, where he is a signature member uh, of the National and the American Watercolor Society. Hmm. So those are are three great artists there, and people should check out that work. It's going to be at the Quincy Arts Center through July 23rd. I understand your brother Lonnie is also one of the featured artists. What's his story? His story is that uh, uh, he's been drawing and painting since I can remember. Uh, He's four years older than me, but he always was drawing. He was a retired uh, school teacher, taught art for 30-plus years, and he paints in watercolor, acrylic. He is also a member of the, I get it right, the National Watercolor Society, I believe is the one that he is in. Hmm. So he's uh, a, a person that has told stories through his artwork. Uh, he has a very creative mind in naming his pieces. 
uh, one of the pieces that uh, is in the show is a uh, what an optimist in a in a Republican state. <laughs> Sounds like that might draw from life, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's a painting uh, that uh, he has done, and the image uh, of a of, of a artist friend of ours, uh, Shane Evans, who is just that. He's a very optimistic person. You'd have to know Shane to appreciate it. But uh, the title is this optimistic person in this Republican state. Hmm. So you've hand-chosen these works for this show in Quincy. Um, And did you mostly just pick, here's the artists that you feel like are important, these are the ones you want to do, or did you also want to have something particular uh, to speak to Quincy as a city? Well, I think the common thread is that they are all creating and telling stories uh, with their artwork, which I believe most artists do. So I was just allowing my mind to be free, and uh, I called a few, a few of my friends and said, uh, there's an opportunity to show in Quincy, Illinois, at the Art Center, and uh, are you available? Here's mm-hmm. what I need. And they were so, on board. Right, and Portfolio can identify some 200-plus artists across the country, and uh, that's the idea. Our our mission is to educate, enrich lives, and foster a greater awareness of art created by the African-American visual artists. And do you, do you work with individual collectors on that, if that's something they're interested in, or more just institutions like the Quincy Art Center? Oh, no, no, no. We are interested in working with anybody who is interested in collecting art. Uh, Sandra Smith, one of the artists in in the show, um, a few years back we sold artwork to the Armstrong Teasdale uh, Law Offices. Hmm. Uh, So we try to find the opportunity to uh, showcase these artists, put these artists in front of collectors and those who appreciate art, and uh, that's what the Art Center has given us, another opportunity to spread out into Illinois, even though we do travel uh, available for exhibits anywhere in the country. Hmm. So as an art collector, I'm curious what advice you would give to somebody who's who's getting started and wants to start an art collection? Uh, the first thing I would say is you know, buy what you like, Hmm. you know, uh, don't buy into the idea that someone can tell you here are the 10 best looking women in the world, you know. This comes down to personal taste. It's personal taste. Hmm. And and number two is you have to champion that artist, not only uh, buy their art, but almost shame your friends into, you don't have a Lonnie Powell, you don't have a Dean Mitchell Bowl, you got to buy this, because that's what's going to push it up and get the groundswell. I'm sure you've gone into view art and you, you just don't understand it. Why is that worth that? 
is because the market has, you know, commanded that. Uh, the you you're aware of the banana that was taped to the wall. Oh yes. <laughs> I mean, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Now, what would make that worth two hundred and fifty thousand dollars? It sounds like you're saying it's because somebody like you stood there and said, man, you got to check out this banana on the wall. Is, is that your role right there? Well, it, it could be. But it could also have meant that the collector was just showing out. I got $250,000 I can throw away or purchase a piece of art. But it is personal, and if they're happy, I'm happy. But... I'm not sure in my mind whether it's worth $250,000, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I thank you for this crash course in art collecting. This is actually some really good advice. And uh, yeah. Robert and Powell, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I am thankful and thanks for the opportunity. And Robert is the curator of The Other Room that will be on display at the Quincy Art Center uh, through July 23rd. It's open now. And you can also see these works online at quincyartcenter.org. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.